Hello out there, Bizarre Briefs Podcast, what you're listening to. My name is Dave Eisenstatter. I'm the editor of The Valley Advocate here in Northampton with radio host Trumpy. Radio host doing? extraordinaire. Radio host extraordinaire. Trumpy. Trumpy. You it's can 94.3. Find me. That's right. Afternoons. I say dumb things on the radio. Yeah. And you're on Twitter. That's right. I was, that's <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Trumpy on air, Twitter, Instagram. You like the Twitter, so I like to let I, you plug that. I do like the Twitter. Um, but here, the Bizarre Briefs podcast, we do weird news, and I've got a few Bizarre Briefs to share with you. I think you have some for me, too. I got them. All right. So we're in a new year, 2020, and climate change is becoming more and more scary. The Roaring Twenties. Um, <laughs> we should call it that. The new, bring the new back. Roaring Twenties. This person, a landscape architect from California, has come up with a dystopian vest you can wear if climate change gets really extreme. It's a wearable farm that can feed you. It's like herbs and lettuces and cabbages that you wear on yourself. And it gets watered through your own urine. So you don't need to like rely on, you know, good water anywhere. And you can feed yourself walking around. No one can raid your farm because it's on your chest yourself. That's it. Oh, no, I'm sorry. That's not it. Because not only do you get to grow your own vegetables, but they're developing a thing on the vest that lets you keep your own bees in there so you can pollinate your vest, your, your vegetables. So you've got pollinators, your own vegetables, and you're walking around as like a vegetable bee person. I want this not to be real. <laughs> but we live here in Western Mass, and we live in a bubble of uh, progressive thinking, agriculture, education, and this, this would be a thing here. So I could see this being a real thing. And... I could see this at the farmer's market in Northampton being for sale or some kind of old school GoFundMe where it's like, I'm going to make this, but I really need your donation. And if you drop money in my handmade cedar box, I will give you a dandelion seed. <laughs> Back in, what, the 1990s, it was all about Chia Pets, right? Oh, this is... So, so you're, you basically, you get to be, I mean, but th those were those were more innocent days in the 1990s. Now we're, we're facing more serious problems. Don't and... pee on my Chia! <laughs> oh my goodness, this is, the world is ending. Uh, I've got one quick for you. This is, this is, um, this is a, th a thought more than a story. Uh, this was uh, a survey that was done for, for the holiday, but it got me thinking. Uh, if someone says, I don't want any presents, and the survey was, what do they really mean? Mm. And the responses were, people think they don't want presents, but they, you know, who cares what the responses were? This made me think yeah. about something in my life that I think is fun and bizarre. Okay. I'd bring it to the table here. When somebody comes to you and they have maybe the last slice of pizza, the last slice of cake, the last chocolate, the last cupcake, and they offer it to you. Mm. I mean, it is clearly theirs. Like, they're pulling it out of the refrigerator to eat it themselves, <laughs> or it's it's their, their birthday cake, and they do the, oh, would you like this? And, and it's a very polite gesture, because there's only one left. Mm. So you offer it to your, your guests, and most, well... Most everybody, but maybe myself, will say, "Oh no, thank you. You enjoy it." Really? I decided. I think so. And okay. I, I decided years ago that when in those situations, if someone ever offered me maybe the last of something, I, my immediate response would be, "Yes, thank you very much," and snatch it out of the hands and eat it immediately <laughs> in one single oh, bite. Oh, one single bite, as quickly <laughs> as possible. Um, what about like? Oh well, we could split it. 
What about that as a response? Mm, I mean, that's still disappointing, that, isn't that, it? I mean, because they wanted to eat the whole thing. They do want to eat the whole thing, because otherwise they would have offered to split it in the first place, right? Mm. So You it, don't think that's their awkward way of saying, like, oh, I can't eat this whole thing myself. Maybe we should split it? No, you would just say that. Mm. It was just, let's split this. Yeah. It, so, okay. That is interesting because I think that you're right that like if you if you are reaching for the last whatever in anything you want it right you don't want you to want it. you don't want to give it which makes me think but you're supposed to be polite about it right you're supposed yep. to be like does anybody else want this which makes me yes think, I do thank you which makes me think that the real monsters mouth. are the people who take the second to last thing because they put you in that bad situation you're not where you wrong. have to reach. For that, you have to awkwardly ask other people if they want the thing that you clearly deserve because you reached for it first. You're not wrong. So what the what what can the what can the second to last person do to to uh, alleviate that situation? Well, if you're third to last, you just eat it all and you hide the evidence. <laughs> so you're so really what you're doing is you're doing everyone a social favor. I because you're not making them squabble over the crumbs. You're just eating all the crumbs yourself before they really are crumbs. Absolutely. All I do is social favors for people. <laughs> I'm gonna Google social favors and see what comes up. Not at work. Speaking of things you probably wouldn't Google at work. This this one we titled "Don't flush underwear down the toilet." You don't flush anything down the toilet. Not even flushable wipes. Yeah, fl- right. But you can, I mean, toilet paper, yes. Yes, right? yes. And waste, and yes. But, and poop. Yes, but not underwear. No. And here's and a- not even poopy underwear. This is a story that teaches us all the consequences of what might happen if you flush underwear down the toilet. There was a inter-island ferry in New Zealand, two islands, right? It's the north and the south. Probably this one goes between the two, where there was a family that pulled up dockside to watch the ship go out or ship go in or something like that. They had their windows rolled down to like see the ship and a pipe on the side of the ship or maybe it was the top just bursts sending a shower of urine and waste onto this family and their car. They didn't know what was going on. The crew, which was also covered in urine, um, didn't know what was going on. They looked into it and apparently someone had flushed underwear down the toilet. It had built up pressure and the pipe burst. (laughs) So many Potty stories on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> right. But I, you know, I think, I don't always think of like, they tell you, oh, don't flush this, don't flush that, don't, you know, like, you kind of think like, all right, I'll be good, I won't flush this flushable wipe or whatever. But this is like, I mean, this could happen. This is what happens yeah. when you flush. Yeah. Big flush is responsible <laughs> for this. But I, what I don't know is, do the, did they ever figure out who flushed the underwear? Did they mm. like... DNA, track it back to that person. It was a small child. <laughs> Case well, closed. I, I just want to lighten the load here. And uh, you didn't lighten the load. <laughs> Is this another potty story? It's not. I just okay. wanted to say lighten the load. Okay. And uh, give you one here about uh, a celebration gone wrong. Mm-hmm. This is always good. This one struck me. This might, I have, I think every time I'm like, this is my favorite. So I think this is my favorite. Uh, this was in the great state of Arizona. A woman got a new job at Subway. Congratulations to her. Yep. Uh, her boyfriend did not want to celebrate with her. Mm. Yeah, you know, go from, who knows? So yep. uh, uh, she tried to set him on fire. <laughs> uh, he's fine. Everything, it didn't work. Uh, she's been arrested uh, and he's going to stay with her. In? In, in the relationship. Oh, 
Not in prison where she's headed. No. Okay. In the relationship. I guess maybe you know, maybe they'll... Uh... Well, she probably... I mean, she probably didn't get to keep that job. Maybe she did get to keep the job. Maybe. Yeah, at Subway. I don't know. Yeah. Mm. I've done a number of stories where my displeasure at how robots are replacing us has come forth. And so this is a funny little story about a robot. Do you know the Roomba? I know the Roomba. Do you have a Roomba? I don't have a Roomba. I don't. I'm, I, fear, I fear the Roomba because I have a dog. And I'm afraid that one... Time my dog's gonna poop and the Roomba is gonna <laughs> Roomba over the poop and then I'll have a floor of poop. <laughs> I never thought about that. Yeah, well, that would be a bizarre brief. Think right about there. it. Yeah, it is not a pleasant thought. We don't have a Roomba, but we just got, or my parents just got my kid who's turning three, a train that kind of acts like a Roomba. It goes and then it bumps into stuff and then it backs up and it just, but it's not very good. It's not as good as the Roomba. <laughs> Um, but it do, it is supposedly a little bit intelligent, but not really. This is the actual story. Somebody got a Roomba, probably for Christmas, set it up in their house, went to sleep, woke up, heard a rustling, thought there were burglars in the house, and called the cops, got their gun out, told their wife to hide in a safe spot, and it turned out to be the Roomba just cleaning up downstairs. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> this is oh. why don't invite robots into your life. Terrible. Uh, here's, a, uh, here's a great story. Uh, a, uh, a wedding proposal. A beautiful moment. Should be caught on video. Yeah. Or, or so it, nowadays. Nowadays, the kids like to catch everything on video. <laughs> um, so you remember it. That's right. But what do you actually remember? Mm. You don't. You just watch the video and... <laughs> well, anyway, a, a future mother-in-law was tasked with making the fo- the, the, the video on a, oh. on a phone. Uh, the son-in-law proposing to her daughter. It was beautiful and amazing. And when they went to go watch the video, it was just a selfie of the mother. <laughs> she just videotaped herself, <laughs> which I think is better in the end because yeah. you could see her reaction. Wow. And it could be Did like, you watch the video? No, I don't have time for that. Yeah, right. But- I agree that like they they were there. They know their own proposal, but they didn't look at like the mom's reaction. But now they get the mom's reaction to live with the rest of their lives, which yeah. I think's way better. Yeah, I think she did the right. Maybe she, do you think she did that on purpose? No, <laughs> <laughs> no. I have two unrelated stories it. that are that are both about. Well, they're basically the same topic: people robbing things. I love it. This takes place in Alaska. And there's a guy, 34-year-old suspect, robs a bank, $947, takes it to, I think, just down the road a little bit, not very far away, to like Chuck E. Cheese, other places, spends some of the money, and decides to drop a little bit in the collection bin for like the holidays. So, you know, a generous thief who was later arrested. Second one, which really should have made it into Bizarre Briefs this week, but I forgot about it until like after we went to press, unfortunately. Well, these are timeless. You can always I know. print next week. But I regret that this one didn't make it into this week's because I love it so much. There's in Colorado, another robber robbing another bank, robs the bank, gets the money, throws a bunch of it in the air and says, Merry Christmas! <laughs> and runs off... <laughs> I think they do catch him. There's still a bunch of the money that's unaccounted for. And witnesses claim that they saw people walking down the street who picked up the money and returned it to the bank. I don't know that that's an accurate. I think that the witnesses might have pocketed some of the money themselves. I'm returning nothing to the bank. (laughs) 
kind of a little bit of generosity for a couple of bank robbing thieves. I mean, that's a great way to do it. And I have never said this, but I have to say the word robber to me is just funny. Mm. I just love that word robber and then burglar. (laughs) It's just like funny words that we choose to name the thieves in our lives. And if I could end this with a quick fun fact for you. Yeah. The grossest spot in the average hotel room. The chair. The chair? The chair. is some kind of fabric that's not really, uh, uh, I want to say, cleanable. Is that the right word? I always thought it, w- it would be like those like weird blankets that feel like they're made of lint. Like it feels like they're made from that stuff that you pull out of the dryer. No, I bet that's probably relatively clean, but it's like things that don't get clean, like the... Nobody cleans the chair. Nobody cleans the People chair. People do clean the blankets and sheets. Eventually. Thanks for listening to the Bizarre Briefs podcast. Check us out on valleyadvocate.com. Give us a like on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Don't forget to listen to my radio show.